0: Good afternoon and welcome to another VSA Capital Technology and Transitional Energy podcast with myself uh, Phil Smith at VSA Capital and uh, Andrew Muck is away today on business, so I'm delighted to welcome onto our podcast Peter Matson, who's head of our private equity practice. Good afternoon to you, Peter.
1: Good afternoon, Phil. How are you today?
0: very well thank you very much and just looking through the news peter i can see that it's been pretty
1: busy on the markets it's been a volatile week uh and i thought we start to look at the other side of the pond in the us but it's been quite a bit of news flow and a lot of volatility and uh beginning of the week on tuesday we saw one of the biggest one day falls since 2020 on the Dow Jones, it dropped about 800 points and Nasdaq dropped about 4 percent, which was a huge move. And it's now actually the Nasdaq. It's 22 percent off its high uh, and it posted a 52 week low on Tuesday. And this comes after Federal Reserve Chairman Jeremy, Jeremy Powell indicated last Friday that there will likely be an aggressive interest rate hikes next month. So, the Russia Ukraine war continues. Investors are monitoring the potential economic ramifications of disruptions in the global supply of energy. So, the rate increases that the Fed is expected to do are meant to quell the runaway inflation. But of course, investors are more worried that an interest rate spike will slow consumer spending and the housing market. So, we also saw the down move uh, in the Asian markets, where they're also worrying about the shutdowns in China, of course, uh, which is triggered by the zero-COVID policies. And China, of course, being a big customer of, in the U.S. tech and semiconductor space. So, fast growing tech stocks are really very closely linked to the decisions from the Fed. Um, these their rates, very interest rate sensitive, companies that have a high price-to-earnings ratios, because they're typically valued on future profits and pay no dividends. So higher rates typically mean that future earnings will be worth less than they are today. Um, Saying that, um, a lot of the earnings that has come out of the S&P 500 have actually topped analyst expectations. So, about 81% of the companies have exceeded earnings expectations, uh, with first quarter profits now expected to have climbed 8% uh, from a year ago, up from an estimated 6%. So, they're beating estimates. Um, but you, you have this sort of, it's, it's, it's a bit of an irony, and, and I read one analyst from Investec saying, ironically, the better the corporate earnings backdrop, the less recession risk there is. So the Fed can increase rates more aggressively, but the implications that will have on valuations is a question mark, isn't it? So paradoxically, good corporate news could ultimately be bad news for the market. What do you make out of that, Phil? Yeah, it's
0: look, look, it's 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 really really interesting. Well, of course it's interesting, uh, and it's very important for us investors. And you know, a lot of the SIP funds and and, and global funds that are in SIPs have got a you know high proportion of. Of the, of the bigger tech companies is it, it in but it's it, you have to look at the information i think really really carefully because we've got such an unusual mix of circumstances um now in terms of you know the supply chains what's happening in europe with the with 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 the war energy costs um there's there's, there's all sorts of factors in there peter to to be watching but the fed has already kind of pre-warned on what it's going to do with with you know given indication on interest rates but it is going to be what happens over the next few months I think with the pace of of interest rate rises that we need to watch carefully and also something else Peter we've been watching out or talking about a lot in the podcast is is what is happening to end demand because you know these these quarterly results coming through the U.S. are really well timed um, and obviously, they're talking about what's happened in the last three months, but investors are listening out to what they're saying on their outlook as well. And we've seen some interesting outlooks uh, coming through. So, yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. And and also, perhaps we should be cautious in reading too much into it. But we also saw a number released today from the States, which was the GDP numbers for the first quarter, showing that the U.S. economy actually shrank 1.4 uh, percent. Ex- Expected to rise with about one percent. Um, it's a, it's a complex situation, isn't it, Phil?
0: Yeah, I mean with GDP figures again, you've got to look more deeply into that as well. Um, I'm sure I saw quickly saw a report about the trade, you know, the trade deficit. But you know, and they're saying pointing out, well, well hang on a minute, you know, there's a lot of it inventory building is going on because um, you know that of concern over supply chains, and you've got to remember that China, you know China's a huge manufacturing. Uh, country and supplying the states and, and that and, and if people think that, that there's going to be more pressure on the supply chains so they build inventory so again you've got to look very very closely at the data and look at the outlooks and what these big corporations are saying that their their customers are doing um, and you know are we you know, are we, are we looking towards a recession or not? I mean, I thought, did did you, you might have seen the results from Alphabet, and, uh, which is the, you know, it's the Google parent. Um, they have their quarterly results. Um, and, you know, Google share price has been doing really, really well. I mean, it's doubled over 12 months, but uh, year to date is down, is down 20%. Um, and they apparently reported their first quarterly revenue miss um and saying that the you know the ukraine the war in ukraine has, has, has impacted youtube ad sales yeah. um but um you've got to remember you know youtube uh google itself in terms of advertising is is sort of in the high 20 percent um of the advertising market it has enormous share of the advertising market um you know particularly online you know, it's a big share of the online advertising market, and and advertising itself is quite can be quite sensitive to you know to economic performance. So yeah. you know we've got to see what kind of you know kind of happens um, kind of happens there. But but it was yeah, it was interesting to see what Google were actually you know was saying in was happening in those markets. Also, um Microsoft um, always a you know is in a lot of portfolios, a lot of global global fund portfolios for good reason. I mean, Microsoft's price, Peter, is up three times in the last five years, at uh, 3% in the last 12 months, so it's down 16% years to date. But they reported their quarterly earnings. Um, and they made, I mean, the, the, you know, the figures always beggar belief in terms of scale. They made a profit of 16.7 billion on revenue of $49 billion in the first three months. But the profit was up, eight. I think, up 8% and the revenues were up 18%. But Microsoft, and this is really, really interesting, I thought was the growth the pace of growth in their cloud um, services, cloud platform, uh, and a couple of them is Azure, and Azure saw 46% growth. Now, you know, th- this is a, a whole structural shift of of business, uh, moving more and more services into the cloud. And, of course, you and I are using a lot more services from from home but this is business primarily business investment here that's driving that and that's a you know indicator indicator ahead and i I think that microsoft had quite a positive outlook as well uh yeah here we go um they were forecasting double-digit revenue growth in the next fiscal year driven by cloud computing and that's business that's business investment so that's a kind of do you know what i mean that's a positive indicator from one of the biggest the yes. Biggest tech, tech companies in the world, and also Samsung reported today. Um, and Samsung, of course, we all know them from their you know mobile phones, TV screens, and everything. But Samsung is a very big silicon chip manufacturer, one of the biggest in the world. And they make memory chips that go into computers and servers in data centers. And they were saying, um, that their operating profits were up uh 50. 51 percent and a lot of that was driven by uh, record high quarterly sales uh, into the server the server market from its from its memory memory chip business mm-hmm. um so again you know being driven by cloud being driven, and the cloud being driven by you know structural investment by by businesses but also
1: by us of course using more of the cloud yeah yeah the the, the cloud is it isn't it
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. And yeah. and also uh, and again, you know, it's not not tech related, but but again, sort of economic activity related were uh, Caterpillar, I've just reported, yeah. um, you know, of course, well known for their earth moving equipment. Uh, but they were seeing strong demand um, from from mining in particular for minerals. Uh, in oil and gas markets, obviously warning on inflationary costs, which are, you know, uppermost of everyone's mind. And, and they were, you know, passing on price rises as well, as I think everyone is at the moment. But so it's kind of watching really, really closely what these businesses are saying about their outlooks um, and looking out for changes in, of course, consumer behavior, because they're, you know, the consumer is a big component to the US economy as as it is with, with our economy. So, so you can see the markets sort of moving around at the moment and trying to make what they...
1: Like they are, um, and we, we, we also saw uh, last night uh, the results from Facebook, or Meta, as it's called yeah. now. Mm. Uh, although they, the profits was about 20% down on, on the year, but they showed 7.5 billion uh, for January-March quarter, um, which beat all the analysts' uh, expectations, and, and the result, the market actually bounced back up uh, on the back of that. So it is. It, it, it is really interesting to watch these tech stocks and and uh, how well they actually perform.
0: Yeah, they. I have to say, they are proving to be um, surprising. Maybe "surprising" is the wrong word, but they are proving to be resilient. Um, and you know, a lot of a lot of. I was just going to say, yeah. it, it seems to be reflecting business spend and business investment
1: ahead. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Now, Phil, what's what's going on here closer to to us in 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 Britain?
0: Uh, yeah, okay. Well, we've had um, yeah, we've had a number of trading updates. There's not been much news, to be honest, this week in terms of actual uh, actual trading updates. But uh, we had a trading update from well, again, well, it's, right, it's cloud services related. It's red centric. The ticker is RCN. Mm. Uh, the market cap's 193 mar- uh, million market cap. Uh, cloud services business um and they uh provide things like hybrid cloud services network connectivity security you know to two businesses and their expectation is for revenues they're saying this full year 22 uh revenues are 93 million up from 91 million um and adjusted earnings of 11.5 million versus 11.1 million so it's sort of you know for them this looks like sort of steady steady progress Uh, they did note uh, remember cloud services data centers use a lot of electricity they've seen of course have seen their electricity prices uh, increase that's only half a million to cost but but I think important for uh, Redcentric I mean they've made a lot of investment in their platform and in their networks is that they've agreed uh, a new four-year bank uh, facility which gives them 80 million of funds uh, available and further 20 million uh, facilities so gives them plenty of scope to expand their business and acquire and do whatever so that was red centric um one that I think provides a kind of wider picture of what's going on is Spectris, and this is one picture we have mentioned uh we have mentioned a number of times on the on the podcast Spectris, the ticker is SXS the market cap is three billion pounds um and Spectris is a it's primarily an, uh, an instrumentational instrumentation company test equipment company Um so if you look at what it does it, um, on a divisional basis um Spectrus has a division called Malvern, uh, Malvin um and it's uh panelist one of its most its best known brands and it does uh, x-ray analysis equipment spectrometers chromatography equipment and and this sort of equipment is used in developing all sorts of materials in in laboratories it's for measuring chemical it does particle analyzers for chemicals it helps companies develop uh, vaccines vitamins you know it's, it, this is highly specialized measuring um equipment and they were saying that the analytical division of the business and also x-ray equipment for, for looking at minerals um they had seen strong demand in uh, from pharmaceuticals companies from metals and mining, so this is uh, a trading update that they were providing for the three months to March. So, very
1: impressive. That
0: that so that's yeah, and and they were saying that you know looking to group the like for like sales were up twelve percent and the order books were twenty nine percent higher, and that's for that division which is seeing strong demand from pharmaceuticals and from um, from mining, uh, but also uh, the HBK. A division which has instrumentation that measures torque, noise, vibration, pressure—all the sorts of things that you'll be measuring if you are developing um, a new model of car or uh, developing aircraft. You know, you've got lots of rotating parts. You have noise, vibration. You have pressure from systems. So their their kit or uh, instrumentation is used uh, by the automotive sector, by the aerospace sector. Um, and they had seen positive demand, particularly from um, automotive returning to growth. Now remember, this is this is equipment now, and this is companies buying equipment. And companies only buy equipment if they're confident um, ahead in terms of what they are doing. And the industrial solutions division again, that's also for pharmaceuticals and semiconductor companies, customers in Asia. So capital spent. Um, and clearly benefiting from uh, from that being sustained. So I thought that was an interesting statement from Spectrus. Uh, the company's recently sold off a division, which Andrew and I we commented on uh, in a prior podcast. uh it sold that for four hundred million pounds. So it now has a you know it's got a pretty healthy balance sheet, and it's announced a three hundred million pound share buyback as well. That's to them. that, that should be
1: supporting. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely so uh you know an interesting update from them but again a good company to watch as well um for what it's seeing in its end markets because it's serving end markets globally and it's serving end markets across industries and it's you know it it, it, it's capital spend for its customers so it's what its customers are doing there so that was uh, that was an interesting trading update and another one, but on the, on the smaller one that uh that, that we've been following for some time. I think actually Andrew has this PA in his holding, so we need to point that out to investors. Um, uh, is Nexus Infrastructure. The ticker is NEXS, it's a 90 million market cap company. They had a trading update for the six months to March uh of this year. And um Nexus, we'll just quickly say what their expectation is in terms of their revenue, is they're expecting revenues of 80 million pounds the six month period up from 64 million pounds good growth in revenue uh and their order books are up 307 million pounds and they're up um two percent but 6.6 percent since september so it looks like they're seeing the books accelerating there this company what does it do it has three divisions um it has tam down and uh, it's a civil engineering business and they Provide uh, a lot of infrastructure services to the house building sectors and commercial sectors. So that's things like earth, you know, earthworks around around sites, building highways, uh, basements, drainage, all the sort of systems you need on the big construction uh, mm-hmm. site. And that that division saw its first off turnover up twenty six percent. TriConnects, which connects utilities and services um, to uh, to res- new residential businesses, so obviously building houses, you need to connect gas, electricity, fibre networks. That's all sales up two and a half percent. And the division that we've talked about a lot is eSmart Networks, and this is its electrical electric vehicle charging uh, business uh, and infrastructure business. So they actually, uh, you know, develop um, electrical charging infrastructure. so say develop it. They go into a big commercial partner and they lay out what sort of infrastructure is going to be needed so that they can put in charging charging stations. Um and the you know, so, and of course, you know, the one thing we need in this country is is charging infrastructure for electric vehicles, be they commercial or be they owned by uh individuals. Mm-hmm. This business is growing rapidly so it's revenue up two hundred percent year on year. Um, and they have said they're investing in it, so profit's going to be second half weighted, loss making first half, but it's a rapidly growing business, and their order books uh they are saying during mm-hmm. a six-month period were up fifty-five percent. So Good trading update, I thought very, there from Netflix, Nexus
1: infrastructure. Very, very, very good. And and by the way, uh, going into and I think you're going to talk about some transitional energy uh, and battery tech on, on the private side, on the venture capital and private equity markets. Uh, I read an article this week uh, that climate tech is now the fastest growing vertical in Europe. Um, and funding uh, for last year was 11 billion in Europe in 2021. Yeah. Have been having been 1 billion in 2017, this now, the only thing that leads it is FinTech still. But yeah. Climatech is a close second, which is really, really interesting. And of course, UK is very much involved in the space with around 20% of that market. Um, and I think on, on on the battery tech side specifically uh, Phil uh, what's going on there.
0: Yeah, we saw the, well again again reflecting sort of growth and investment. um this is a report from a company called Mercom Capital, and they uh, pointed out some of the figures on in in terms of uh terms of battery storage investment. And they were saying that uh, they quoted some figures here. Battery storage companies raised uh, $70 billion uh, for the whole of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is U.S. Uh, and that was up from $8.1 billion. Uh, But in the first quarter of this year alone have raised $13 billion already. So, you know, dramatic increase um, in investment and kind of, you know, what? See, we talk about it a lot—the transitional energy and, and talking about battery technology—but it is the scale of growth now um, in in this sector is, it, and it may be you know it, it's small beer in relative terms when you look at the you know the size of the overall global infrastructure markets. But you can see how quickly this is now accelerating.
1: This is good news, though, in a way, isn't it? Because all the worries that were there in the first quarter, whether it was the COVID or the Russia-Ukraine situation, inflation fears, you still see a good deal flow in that space and a oh, lot yeah. of funds.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you do. And this is why we're kind of, you know, with all of this bad news is, is trying to look through it and see where businesses and investors are looking ahead and what they're looking to and what the money is going in into because it's it's very easy to kind of you know get overwhelmed by all the doom and gloom headlines but you've got to see through that and see and see ahead and ultimately if you have investors they are investing for that <laughs> on the long term absolutely uh, you know for, and for pensions and on you know keeping on the theme of um battery uh, battery tech and investment and here's here's one way of investing in in energy storage is the uh the uk quoted gore street energy storage fund the ticket for this is uh, is gsf uh the market cap is about 560 million pounds um and they're uk-based uh, investment company and their you know their primary activity is to is to invest in utility scale storage um and primarily projects located in the uk and the republic of ireland now um there was a recent interview that I was reading with their CEO in Energy Storage News, um, and they had, he had some pretty interesting uh, comments to make. I mean, he's saying, you know, Gore Street's market share of operational storage in the UK is about 12 percent um, of projects. And he was saying that they, you know, in terms of the way they make revenues, 50 percent of it is from energy trading so you know obviously switching the batteries on and supply engines to the grid when prices are peaking uh within within the day and also grid balancing so that's providing energy from the batteries when the grid is you know the wind turbines mm-hmm. whatever solar generation just falls off momentarily and they're kicking the batteries to make up the shortfall, and obviously they get paid for their balancing services but um gore street uh the, you know the shares have performed very very well in the fund um, also note here is that they did a placing in April um, and I was reading about the placing and they raised they were targeting raising seventy five million and they had to increase it to one hundred and fifty million because of institutional <laughs> because of investor investor demands and they are using the proceeds um for their pipeline of investments and um, they've got a 1.3 gigawatt pipeline of investments 900 megawatts is in the uk uh 375 megawatts is in north america and 100 megawatts in europe but in this interview that I was ring with the ceo he was saying that they are now seriously looking at germany mm. uh-huh. in terms of in terms of um uh, markets uh market opportunity um, and of course, we know that, you know, they're investing going to be investing more in uh, in renewable energy. So I thought that was. Yeah. So that's just repeat. So that's Gore Street.
1: Very um, interesting. Phil.
0: Yeah. The Gore Street Energy Storage Fund. GSF is the ticker. And I guess I guess finally want to wrap up on transitional energy that I did spot was um, was Sensata. Uh, ticker is ST. I think it's New York Stock Exchange quoted. It's somebody market cap. Um, they're they're a huge manufacturer and developer of uh, of sensors that are used in the automotive, industrial, aerospace units. And no, these are electronic sensors, and they used to think sense things like uh, temperature, pressure, torque. Um, you know, also, all sorts of things that are, are happening in in uh, in in vehicles um and they also have technology for i think they do inverters um for for um for electric vehicles and electrification as well and converters so these are things that are used for like taking the you know battery dc converting to ac so do that anyway um you know and, and ever moving on and looking to the future they've acquired a company called Dynapower. For five hundred and eighty million dollars, and they make uh, they they have inverter and converter technology and rectifiers, so they're expanding their portfolio. since um, into the renewable more into renewable energy generation and electric vehicle charging, which we were talking about earlier. So, you know, like, like I say, all the bad news isn't stopping uh, companies moving ahead and looking to the future. So uh that that, that 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 was very interesting. So there we go. And as, as Andrew says, you know, we're approaching the end of our allocated time, Peter. And the so only, it's been, been been a pleasure having you on. Up.
1: Sorry, Peter. Thanks for having me on, I said.
0: Well, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. And as we, we do always end our podcasts, if our listeners have got any ideas about companies that we should uh, be taking a look at uh, the like us to talk about or, or, or anything else related on the, the tech and transitional energy sector. Um, we would be delighted to, uh, to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Phil.
0: Thank you, Peter.
1: That's it.